the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock on AM 1420. The answer. Thanks for visiting us on this Friday. Kind of was a, kind of was a free for all for the first hour, but we are uh, guest heavy here in hour number two and with a couple of very good guests on this 10th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2021. Starting off with my good friend and a voice that you are uh, no doubt very familiar with because he is a guest host who sits in for me on this program from time to time. He's the vice president of the Ohio Roundtable, American Policy Roundtable, Robert Walgate, back again on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Rob, how are you? Good morning, Bob. How are you? I'm good. Where was the applause? I needed applause for Rob Walgate when he gets introduced like that. We can have an applause button. I have to fix that. That's on me. So, Robert, you're not into the the uh, uh, sports gambling in the state of Ohio, I see. Well, it's not. Well, no, I'm not into sports gambling in the state of Ohio, number one. But more importantly, I think just as we've talked with COVID and the pandemic over the last 19 months, I'm a big believer in the rule of law and the Ohio Constitution. And whether or not you agree or disagree with an issue, I think we should always make sure that we stay inside the realm of the Ohio Constitution, inside the realm of the rule of law. And what they've done in Columbus in passing HB 29 is not constitutional, Bob. Well, you and I uh, had some very robust debates back in the day when uh, Ohio was considering, through the referendum, to change the Constitution to allow the actual casinos uh, that have gone up, of yep. course, in four cities uh, across the state. I know you were opposed to them at that time for a variety of reasons, and I was in favor of them for an economic development and growth opportunity set of reasons. Really, really great debates and discussions. Um, and the people spoke. And they did change the Constitution, and it did allow for the building of those four casinos. Now, in this case, 
Um, there is not any language in that referendum that, of course, became part of the Ohio Constitution, allowing the brick-and-mortar casinos that also covers sports gambling. So you're saying that gambling writ large, you know, the bigger, just, you know, the idea of gambling wasn't approved by the voters, only that very narrow, specific type of gambling was approved. Well, I'm saying the Ohio Constitution explicitly prohibits gambling, except for in three instances. Charitable, the mm-hmm. state lottery, mm-hmm. and the four brick-and-mortar casinos that were approved in the 2009 amendment. To do anything outside of that realm would take another amendment to the Ohio Constitution. It would take another vote of the people. I will say, if you read the 2009 constitutional amendment, I've been saying this since the Supreme Court weighed in on this issue in 2018, right. I would say that sports gambling is legal today in the state of Ohio. It does for brick-and-mortar casinos. And the reason being is how things are defined in the constitutional amendment. Words don't mean what they think we mean. Words mean how they're defined in law. And if you read that amendment, how slot machines defined, how there's a trigger mechanism for neighboring states, those four brick-and-mortar casinos and those four brick-and-mortar casinos only I believe, could offer sports gambling, but no way is it constitutional to allow sports gambling statewide, especially on mobile apps. And if the General Assembly has the authority to do this, and by the way, Bob, not one lawmaker has answered this question on how it's constitutional, but if they have the authority to do this, why don't they have the authority to put a casino on every street corner? That's a fair question, Rob. Um, can, can Give me the parameters. What specifically does House Bill 29 read with respect to sports gambling? Can you give us that? Even without the verbatim, you know, give me, give me the, yeah. the gist. The, the short answer is it provides a number of licenses. Some will be at brick-and-mortar locations, whether it's uh, in partnership with major league franchises, um, things of that nature, even into smaller places as well. But it allows the partnership... Uh, for the casinos, the racinos, it allows them from a mobile betting perspective as well. So it just it explodes sports gambling um, across the state of Ohio and allows for a variety number of partnerships, and people are going to have to pay for it. And again, you and you talked about those robust debates we had in 2009, and one of the things we talked about in 2009 was the fact of the promise of jobs, the promise of economic development, the promise of revenue. Um, doesn't usually pan out the way the casino and the gambling lobbyists promised, and it's clear that the Republicans in the state are owned by the gambling lobbyists. But even when you look at Cleveland, remember Dan Gilbert for years and years promised phase two across the street from the casino downtown, and, and that right. hasn't happened because Never they happened. don't have to deliver. They don't have to deliver on what they promised. And, Bob, not to go too far back in the DeLorean uh, in time, but I remember one of our first discussions on the issue of gambling is – was in Toledo. Meet you and Terry Casey at a diner, probably in oh four oh five. I don't know if you remember that. I do. <laughs> I, I do. That, and, that was and, on and, tribal gambling. Yes. That's right. That's exactly what it was. And I remember that. And by the way, I'm so glad you brought up that Dan Gilbert part of this too, because when when individuals are given you know, the green light to do something, and they make promises that were, I think clearly affected votes uh, when they decided to amend the Constitution, and then they don't yeah. follow through. Uh, you almost wish there was a, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, a take-back law that says if they don't do what they promised they were going to do when they, uh, when this issue came up for a vote, uh, uh, you know, a referendum vote for the people, or, uh, of the people to amend the Constitution, then, 
then the vote is is nullified uh, because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. And I think that's a very important part of this. Here's the great thing about the state of Ohio is we've put some bad things in the Ohio Constitution. But as Ohioans, we have direct access to the Constitution in two ways. One, we can go out and get the signatures the way that Dan Gilbert legally bought a piece of the Ohio Constitution. But the other way is to do a joint resolution. The General Assembly could get together and say, you know what? We don't like that they didn't deliver what they promised. Let's put a con- The General Assembly can put a constitutional amendment on the ballot through joint resolution that voters in the state of Ohio could vote on and amend the Constitution. So we could change all that. And if you remember, Bob, there was we've never advocated for the shutting down of those four casinos because we felt Ohioans spoke. That's what right. we did advocate for and continue to advocate for is they pay the taxes that were promises, number one, that we don't feel that they're doing. And number two, if you remember, John Kasich and his administration created a memorandum of understanding that made us the wild, wild west, and he put slot machines under the auspice of the Ohio Lottery in the seven racetracks. And our argument then was, wait a minute, you can't pick the winners and the losers. You can't say just the racetracks get them. If you're going to put slot machines, why doesn't every convenience store, why doesn't every lottery retailer have the opportunity to have those slot machines as well? And some people may be thinking, well, Rob, that would ex- explode gambling more than it is now. Yes, it would. But if that's what the rule of law is, I'm not for going against the rule of law, even if I disagree with it. The law must be Well, let, well let's be fair. There are already slot machines in every lottery retailer uh, you know, outlet. Uh, and they are those the, the instant uh, uh, ticket machines. I mean, they are, it is no different oh, putting yeah. your dollar in or swiping your card and getting instant tickets, instant lottery tickets out. Uh, you know, depending on what, what you get, you're either going to get a no winner or maybe a $2 winner, maybe a $50 winner. Maybe you're going to get three sevens and win $10,000. But the point is, it's a slot machine, just it, as the same yeah. as lemons or sevens or anything else is. Well, I agree with you, Bob. And unfortunately, we know for a fact gambling and good government don't mix. And what is very unfortunate is the American dream used to be to get a job, to own a home. And now if you ask people the American dream, many would say to hit the lottery. And that's a sad state of affairs because many feel that that's their only way out. But when you see a mom or a dad at one of those places at the grocery store with the machine, buying the scratch-off ticket and scratching it with their eight- or nine-year-old and maybe having a little bit of fun, um, would we sit there and give our eight or nine year old a sip of beer or have them drink wine with us or maybe a little bourbon at the bar would we allow them to do that to create them to take them down that path i think that's a very dangerous path and message we're sending to our not young not sure i like that analogy personally i mean having your kid maybe for good luck you scratch off the ticket for me and have a little fun with it, it isn't going to harm that child the way alcohol would harm harm a child's brain there's a reason why we bob, have those laws bob yeah. as someone who failed out of three colleges uh, gambling, work for bookies and running numbers and doing everything, I unfortunately would have to disagree with you, and i got a handful of friends that would as well. That exposure for an 8-, 9-, and 10-year-old to gambling, to think that's the way out, uh, I- I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Let me, let me go back to the sports gambling issue here. Um, I don't know this now because I don't participate in it, but is it legal in the state of Ohio for fans to play fantasy sports on the apps from DraftKings or uh, what's the other one, the other big one that they have? Uh... Yeah, there's FanDuel, there's DraftKings. FanDuel, yeah, FanDuel, DraftKings. Yeah, yeah, is that allowed in the state of Ohio? Yeah, there, there's some there's some legal um, there's some legal ramifications, especially when it gets to cash prizes and the amount. So 
it, it, it and again, what they're allowed to do. Yeah. Um, in a roundabout way, yes. Should that Um, then be the target of a a policy group like the American Roundtable and the Ohio Roundtable to stop that then? If we're going to, if we're going to combat HB 29 on the argument that it is explicitly forbidden by the Ohio Constitution to allow gambling, save for, what did you say, charitable, uh, the lottery and the the brick and mortar, are, are you guys considering going after the, um, the right of Ohioans to participate in DraftKings or FanDuel? They can't make the monetary wagers on those items the way they can. It's more of a prize-based thing. It's not the monetary wagers. You can't go on there. You can't go on DraftKings and FanDuel right now and play fantasy and win thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars. No. So to 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 do that, no. You're not able to do that in a legal aspect. So does the no, Constitution, no hold on, does the Constitution provide a dollar limit on the amount you can win per, per pull of the handle or per uh, competition you participate in on FanDuel? No, that's what I'm saying. The prizes aren't monetary prizes. People are participating. They're not winning monetary prizes when they do that from that fantasy perspective in the um, state of Um I you know, like I said, I, I I may have to take your word for it, Rob, because I don't play it, but uh, I don't play it either. But but hold on a second here. Um yeah. those are national commercials you're seeing. Yeah, no, those. I'm just looking at the DraftKings website here. Um mm-hmm. Play free for millions with a $5 deposit or more. Create an account. Play free for $1 million. They're promoting cash prizes for winning your fantasy competition. You pick your, you know, it's kind of like picking your cards at the, um, you know, uh, you know, at the table, um, you know, and playing poker for cash. You're picking your players and hoping that your hand is better than somebody else's hand. And it looks like they're winning cash. Am I, and we're going to have just, to go down and read the fine print when it comes to the state of Ohio because. Um, to participate in something that, that it would be outside of that realm that we mm-hmm. talked about, those three things would be explicitly prohibited. Um, you know, they would try and tie it to a raffle thing. And we've had this discussion uh, when it comes to skills games and all these other type of, type of deals. But no. Um, but, it, it, I mean, so I'm with you. No, that shouldn't be happening. It would fall out of the realm of, of the Constitution um, and understand that, that is their way, whether it's, you know, the entities you mentioned, is mm-hmm. to see people come in and do it so then they can wager on that game-by-game basis. And I know there's a lot of people listening, Bob, that are saying, wait a minute, Rob, there's people that are betting every single day in the state of Ohio with their bookie. Yeah, 100%, they That's are. Too, of course. And we would be sadly mistaken if we think we're going to capture all of those illegal gambling dollars and put them, all of a sudden now those guys want to say, yeah, you know what, I bet with a bookie for 10 years but I'd love to give the, the state my name and address and bet through them because the state's going to give worse odds and worse payouts. Um, no, I, I concur one. 100%. I would never use that as a reason to say, why don't we just let it happen? They're already doing it. With, but that would be like, that would be like uh, agreeing with uh, Representative Jamie Callender, who I had a very spirited debate with a few weeks ago, on legalizing marijuana recreationally in the state because it's already being done on an illegal basis. Why not go ahead and legalize it and tax on it? I, I yeah. don't agree with that. I, I don't think you, so I don't think you make one bad decision on top of another. What's yeah, that? So is prostitution. So is prostitution and heroin. There are a lot of things that are done illegally. Right. And we would the be, state we shouldn't wouldn't sanction. have that mindset. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with that. Uh, last thing, Rob, because it's 1023 already, but real quick, what have you heard or what has uh, you or any of the team at the Ohio Roundtable heard from the legislators who voted to approve this? Well, I've heard that the 
Republicans don't care about the rule of law and the Constitution if they're doing what they want to do. Yeah, but I mean, they haven't said, said that. They haven't said that. I'm, I'm wondering, quote-wise, if you have anything. They didn't say, I don't care about wise, the rule I of law. What are they saying text, to justify? I got, I got a text message I'll share with you that okay. says exactly that. Um, the Republicans <laughs> don't care about the rule of law if it doesn't benefit them. They said, don't worry about the constitutionality of it. Not one lawmaker has looked at me in the eye or answered a text or answered a phone call when I've asked the question, how is this constitutional? Because if they feel this is constitutional, then casinos on every street corner would be constitutional. They have no defense. They have no defense. Uh, any chance DeWine does not sign this? Well, you would like to think there is, but um, he said that he plans on signing it. I think you will see litigation happen um, as we move forward. And I think you'll have to see a lot more questions answered because they got in. This started off as a veteran's ID bill. HB 29 started off as a veterans ID bill, went to conference committee on earlier this week. And when it came out of conference committee, it went straight to the Senate floor. It passed 32 to one. And then it went to the house and it passed 72 to 12. And the gavel of speaker, Bob cup, he's a former justice on the Ohio Supreme court. The gavel of speaker, Bob cup ripped the hole in the Ohio constitution in passing this law. Ah, you're talking tomato, tomato, veteran ID, sports gambling. Yeah, same thing, right? I, I say that, of course. <laughs> I say that, of course, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Rob Ogan, I, I am with you. I do not like the su- subverting of the Constitution. I think if they want to change the Constitution and see if Ohioans want to amend it again and allow sports gambling, then make that case, yep. put it out there, get the petitions. But I don't like messing around with the Constitution either. It's one yep. of the things that I think true conservatives really, uh, you know, that's a, that's bedrock. And, uh, and I totally understand and appreciate where you and the uh, roundtable are coming from. Rob Walgate, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you, Bob. Talk soon. Thanks, brother. All right. 1025, right back. Roundtable are coming from. Rob Walgate, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you, Bob. Talk soon. Thanks, brother. All right. 1025, right back. Okay, it's 1028 on this Friday. We've got a um, great conversation coming up ahead with Christina Hagen after the bottom of the hour news. Uh, first, though, let's go to Frank calling us from Brook Park on AM 1420, The Answer. Frank, good morning. Go right ahead. Thank you. Hey, great announcement I have. Okay. James Jordan. You know the third James Jordan? We call him Jim Jordan. I, it will I, be a rebroadcast on Monday night at... Uh, the program is called the EWTN, Eternal Word Television Network. It's on cable news, right. or cable stations, the world over. 10 p.m., it'll come on on Monday night, this coming Monday. And, 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 and hold, on, hold Jordan, on. So, so, Jim Jordan, you mean our Congressman Jim Jordan? Yes, I mean, indeed, Congressman okay. James Jim Jordan. Yes. And he, he was interviewed he, by EWTN. He has an interview with. Uh, Raymond Arroyo, I don't know if you heard of him, on EWTN okay. Nation, Journal Word Television Network is the full name. What are they? And what are they talking? What are they talking Monday about night. with the congressman? Yes, it'll be re-aired on Monday night, this coming Monday, ten approximately. He'll come no, on no. at ten twenty p.m. Yeah, yeah, I got that part. I got the part when it's going to re-air. I was just asking you what they're talking about. What is the interview focused it, on? It's superb. What's going on and, and not going around around the world in Washington? It's just oh. excellent, and it'll okay. be a real great capsule. It takes about fifteen minutes, which he has interviewed with uh, 
uh, this uh, gentleman that runs the program, Raymond Arroyo. Okay. Said, Excellent. It'll come out at about 10.20 p.m. I know the timing. All right. Well, Frank, I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call. I'm, I'm sure it's a, it'll be a great conversation. I can... Uh, I can assure you that I will have a great 15-minute interview with Jim Jordan at 9.35 on that very same day on Monday, as we do each and every Monday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, how about that? Double double duty for Jim Jordan there morning and night. Uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, 10.30, news time now. Uh, Christina Hagan next, AM 1420, The Answer. Always be true, so Love me, do. wake-up call, courtesy of the Bob France Authority, on AM 1420, The Answer. I think The Cure was very underrated. I liked a lot of 80s music. I liked a lot of new wave stuff. Uh, I liked a lot of Cure. I think they're very underrated. I think they had a little bit more of a mainstream appeal than they would ever want to admit. And if they didn't, they should. More people should have listened to and should listen to uh, some of the old stuff from The Cure. Oh, personal thought there. Good choice there uh, on a Friday, DJ Johnny. Appreciate that very much. And I also appreciate the opportunity to speak with one of my favorite commentators each and every Friday at this hour. And, of course, that is former Ohio State Representative Christina Hagan, who joins us now. Happy early Merry Christmas, Christina Hagan. Oh, I appreciate that, Bob. And you, too, bring on all the merry. Um, if only we could just shut the news off, I'm sure we'd all be. Uh, exceedingly happy, but we know that we need to be diligently aware. So here we are. You know that is so true. Somebody, um, somebody sent me a meme, uh, texted me a picture the other day. I can't remember who it was, or maybe it was online, but uh, somebody shared it with me, and it was a picture of uh, some Amish folks. Uh, you know, good, God fearing, hard working, loving Amish in in Ohio, and uh, the caption read. Do you know why there is no COVID outbreak in Amish country? And the yeah. answer is, is the, do you know the answer? Do you know no, the answer? No, you tell me why. I've, yeah, because the, they're not watching the news. Because they don't have TVs. That's exactly correct. <laughs> They've not been scared correct. into submission. That's right. Well, they don't have TVs, and so they don't they don't they don't uh, talk themselves into this. Uh, you know, this. Uh, oh my gosh, I had a sniffle. I've got COVID. I better go take a COVID test. Uh, they're just living their lives as they always have. They're not subject to the paranoia of the federal government, uh, of the state government, uh, and uh, you know, local health officials as well. That's exactly why. And what a beautiful place to be. You know, it's funny. My my dad and I grabbed breakfast last week. Something that we very rarely get to do one-on-one. And I said, what do you think about this uh, Omicron variant? He said, I don't think about it at all. It's all BS. You know, when we stop giving power to this stuff, we'll all be a lot happier. And uh, wise words of wisdom for my father. You know, and I have the tendency to want to dig into all of this stuff and have a plan and, you know, try to understand uh, why people are doing what they're doing. But evil is evil, and they'll try to uh, confuse the public as much as they can so long as we're listening to them. You know, I uh, literally, during the last commercial break, I took to my Facebook page, and I just posted this message. The Biden-Pfizer administration, because that's what I think it is. I do. I think it's a Biden-Pfizer administration, not Biden-Harris, is intentionally creating a nation of hypochondriacs. 
They're intentionally making people paranoid that every illness they feel, every muscle ache they have, every moment of fatigue where they feel tired, uh, oh my God, I'm afraid I have COVID, I better go get tested. They're sending people scurrying for the testing kits and then scurrying to get their vaccinations if they get the slightest little thing. Uh, and, I, and I think that is what has created this, uh, this atmosphere. It's intentional. And now Pfizer, in fact, let's just dive right into this. Christina Hagen was one of the two big topics you and I had planned to talk about today. Uh, Pfizer has already made around 15 to 20 billion dollars per quarter since the vaccines were, uh, and not to say that Moderna and Johnson and Johnson aren't cleaning up too, but Pfizer is far and away the leader because they're the only one to get quote unquote full FDA approval. But they're making 15 to 20 billion dollars a quarter on the original vaccines. Now that Omicron is here, they are using that to say you've got to have the booster. The originals are waning. They're just not doing well enough against the Omicron variant. We couldn't have seen that coming, by the way. But now we know that a booster, a third round, will protect you uh, very well against Omicron. Except for the fact that in three months, in March, we're going to have another vaccine available to you that specifically deals with Omicron. I take all of this, Christina, and I bring up this article um, highlighting the CEO of BioNTech, um, Uger Shaheen, who has declared that a new vaccine designed to tackle the Omicron variant would need to be given in three doses. So that means, Christina, that BioNTech, which partners with Pfizer, wants you to take six shots the original two the booster shot now then once they're ready the new uh, vaccine against the omicron variant to be given in three doses so we're up to six now that they are pushing on us and this is instead of pushing back the federal government is nodding right along begging the question how are the, how are they benefiting from all of this go ahead well, the, the benefit is clear. They've learned how to make a lot of money quickly um, in unbelievable excess and how to create the plan for how to duplicate that process again and again at the cost of every American injecting something to their body that they don't know or understand the implications of, nor will they have time to catch up on the implications of before the next round of shots are available. I even read um, recently or heard recently in the news that They're also recommending that we don't wait as long. They're urging health officials to shorten the time period in between when boosters are administered. So it's not enough. They're not making enough money in this time frame. They need even more shots and even more arms, even more efficiently. Uh, It's not really about the health of the public at all so much as how much money can they make, how quickly, and at what cost to us. And like you said, They're saying that they can control it with the booster, but they're also saying, oh, by the way, we're also going to have a vaccine to directly um, respond to this variant by March. So we're going to tell you this is good enough for now because we want you to keep taking our stuff, keep buying our stuff, and then we're going to feed you a bag of lies again, hit repeat in March. And by the way, it happens to be awfully close uh, to when the primary election will be taking place, so we will be in mass hysteria mode by that point in time. All government-induced, all virtue signal-induced, and all media headlines-led. Am I going too far, Christina Higgin, when I declare Pfizer to be a drug cartel? I I feel like they are just as dangerous as the drug cartels that are bringing fentanyl and heroin and cocaine and marijuana across our southern border uh, because it's... it's, um, 
it's creating addiction. Um, what they're doing through through psychological conditioning and hypochondria, uh, terrifying people into thinking they have to have this or they're going to die, or they have to have this or their parents are going to die, or some other loved one who's immunocompromised is going to die. They're creating psychological addiction to these shots in the same way that a drug dealer or drug cartel creates addiction in uh, in users by giving them their first uh, you know, first taste or their first uh, doses of, of, of the drugs that they, they, they become hooked on? No, I don't think it's a stretch at all. In fact, a lot of this is a large-scale genocide effort, um, in my opinion, just based off of what I'm seeing even in direct networks and the lack of desire to share real truth and real information with people that are going into hospitals. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the headlines. Every headline eludes to fear. So long as Americans are full of fear, they will be able to sustain control over what we do with our lives and uh, what we put into our bodies. I mean, I look at this USA Today. CDC urges kids ages 16 to 17 to get newly cleared boosters. Your third shot, unlikely to be your last. Like, can you even imagine a time five years ago when you're hearing your third shot, um, unlikely to be your last, and not that to be the headline that's scaring you? Um, Then looking at, you know, states enlisting National Guard to help hospitals. Um, Pfizer says booster neutralized Omicron, but variant may elude two doses. So this will protect you for now. But in a few minutes, we're going to have another round for you. Don't worry. We'll we'll protect you. Um, And the people will line up. They'll line up for I've had very heated arguments, um, you know, civilly with people that I love dearly that I've spoken into because I want them to be cautious and mindful of the decisions they're making, not because I need control over the decision-making process. And my husband is kind of like, well, I don't care what people do so long as nobody forces me to do something. And I appreciate that liberty-minded perspective, um, but also have this information of, you know, people are being harmed. And do we allow for people to be harmed so long as it's not directly impacting us when we know really it's impacting us all? Um, But this, you know, even Hong Kong experts, recommending that this new uh, round of uh, biotech COVID-19 shots should be injected in the thigh. So are we even doing it right? Do we even know if these things have been administered correctly to date? Um, You know, when I was learning about the flu vaccine, I had many nurses come in and speak to me and say, for years, I was administering this into the wrong muscle group. You know, we're never clearly educated on these things. They just roll it out and they say, this is what's best. And you virtue signal your patients into submission. And then you find out that you've been administering a vial that was a multi-dose vial that, you know, whatever ingredient that you had no idea existed in that vial had settled to the bottom and you should have been shaking it every time you administer it. I'm still certain that we know very little even about the proper administration of these things. And I'm like reading this, it should be going in the thigh. Well, how many have gone in arms? How many times has the president of the United States say, we need more shots in arms? That's his campaign slogan for this thing. More shots in arms, more shots in arms, more shots in arms. And now Hong Kong experts are saying, no, that, that needs to go in the thigh muscle group. Um, <laughs> I just am not so sure we're not damaging people every single day of the week with this hysteria. Yeah, no, I completely concur. Uh, Christina Hagen is our guest. She's a former Ohio State representative and one of our favorite commentators. Topic number two for you, Christina Hagen. You think about what just happened to Jesse Smollett in Chicago. Unfortunately, we have racism germinating from the White House. Jesse is love. That's who he is. And that's all he knows. So in this situation, hate won't win. Mm -hmm. It will not. We have a media that's 
saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. This isn't a debate. I agree. I agree. U.S. Congressman from Illinois Bobby Rush is calling for an immediate and sweeping civil rights investigation into the racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett. So celebrities, musicians, athletes, and elected officials alike all championed Jesse Smollett and all condemned white America, Trump's America, for their racism and their homophobia in this horrific attack on black gay actor Jesse Smollett. Yesterday, a jury spoke. Do you think we're ever going to hear an apology or a retraction from any one of those individuals that you just heard speaking? Not a chance. And I think about um, Kamala Harris's calling it a modern-day lynching. This is a person who made the entire thing up, and we've got the Vice President of the United States, then United States Senator, calling it a modern-day lynching. These people all work in coordination constantly to flare concern across the country, create racist division, um, suggest that there is homophobia, all of these things that they say are evil sins of the right, when in reality, these are evil sins of the left. They, they want to do anything to destroy reality and will work cohesively and collaboratively the entire way, every step of the way. And when it's time to say sorry, uh, the, the news stations, the mainstream media will just simply uh, turn the channel. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here at all about this person um, and the attacks that he played into this myth and the progressive advocates that came alongside him and said there were gangs of white supremacists roaming the streets of our nation, all um, sent out by President Donald J. Trump and his cronies, when in reality, um, it's just one more case. Uh, where they're ignoring reality. It's unbelievable. Yeah, not just ignoring reality, but creating fantasy. That's what Jussie Smollett did, and that's what they were all party to. Breathless coverage, by the way, was given to this when he made the allegations and uh, you know, when he was crying on, uh, on TV with Robin Roberts and everybody was just all over this. Then the uh, evidence came out, then videotape uh, of the two Nigerian brothers buying the supplies to uh, participate in the, in the hoax. Uh, all of that stuff comes out, and suddenly it's silent and yesterday when it's time for the verdict cnn leads their evening newscast newscast with covid five minutes of covid coverage and then oh in other news jesse jesse uh, other news jesse smollett was uh, convicted today they just they just kind of you know uh, it's just something that's out there when they gave breathless coverage to it when they thought it was going to be proven that american republican maga hat wearing racist bigoted homophobic men were tap- attacking gay black men uh, for sport Well, it's pretty clear that no matter the case, no matter the circumstance, the headline is going to be racist um, white supremacy. Uh, We think about even the Rittenhouse case, obviously not even a racial case in any way. Joe Biden jumping the gun with a similar cynical rush um, right out of the gate and yet no apology, um, even though it was similarly proven false. Uh, All of these with significant severity, I mean, for this to be allowed and promoted and condoned by America's leftist politicians is simply um, a ploy to undermine this country and destroy this country and the fabric of our country every single day. 
Well, they uh, they do a phenomenal job of it. They create fear. They create chaos. They create uh, uh, you know a pandemonium uh, among the populace by telling you all of these dangerous uh, racists are out there in this oppressive society. And then when we find out, uh, and we already knew, but then when it's proven by a court of law and a jury of his peers that this was made up, are they calling for punishment? Are they calling for holding him accountable? No, they're saying let Jesse go, give him probation. He didn't harm anyone. He harmed a lot of people. All over this country with this hoax. He made a lot of us feel demonized. He made a lot of us, uh, put a lot of us on the defensive when we had absolutely nothing to do with this, and neither did his invented white uh, MAGA hat wearing attackers. Uh, I think there has to be some sort of punishment here that actually fits the crime, uh, and hopefully that the uh, judge, when he sentences, will do that. Christina Hagen, great analysis of all of the news. As always, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, God bless. Thanks. Thank you. God bless you, too, Christina. 10.52, we'll take a time out here, come back with a few more phone calls to wrap it up. 216-901-0945. Squeeze in now. We'll get you up. Get you up. Okay, 10.57. As we uh, get set to wrap it up here on AM 1420, the answer with a couple of phone calls will go to Joe in Fairview. Joe, you're on AM 1420, the answer. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Bob. I believe the way we're, we can put a stop to this, probably the best way to put a stop to this is to take away the drug company's immunity from liability. Yeah. My God, when I listened last night to Dr. Malone, the inventor of messenger rna speaking out against vaccine i it it just makes me say here god they're using this money to buy off both politicians or bully people buy off people in both the government and the medical arenas well i i completely concur i think it's one of the you know and i do understand the need by the way Particularly when, you know, we have to remember, President Trump was the one who spearheaded Operation Warp Speed. He had those companies working night and day, uh, and, and thanks for the call, uh, literally 24-7, trying to take something that should take two, three years to complete before, by the way, years of clinical trials, but two, three years to complete to get it done in eight or nine months. Um, when you're asking a company to do something that fast, there has to be some protection saying, hey, what if it goes south? What if there's something we miss? We, we're not going to get sued for this, right? There has to be something to that. But on the flip side, they cannot just go on in perpetuity, this company uh, making all of these drugs, pushing them, having them promoted by the federal government, and potentially killing people without any repercussions whatsoever. So I'm with you, but like I said, there has to be kind of a balance to an extent. Jan in Greater Cleveland, i got 30 seconds. Jan, go ahead. Oh, hi. Uh, I don't think there was a riot uh, about Jesse Smollett when he uh, claimed he was attacked. But anyone who lies like that and, and perpetrates all these, all these lies, they're, they're complicit in the riots that take place. And people die in life. So these liars, they've got, they've got, some, uh, they've got some guilt. They do. They've that. got some blood on their hands. I, thank you oh, for the absolutely. call. I agree. Jesse Smollett's lie, his hoax hate crime, made tensions worse and did cause uh, a lot more problems, including violence among the races. I think there's a great point you make there. Thanks to everybody for being a part of the show today, but we are out of time. Uh, appreciate you. God bless you. Let's go, Brandon. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.